I'm MN, and you are listening to the In This Together podcast. The In This Together podcast is a place where we become free from the lies that we are alone in this world, that community doesn't want anything to do with us, and that we cannot overcome our struggles, fears, and doubts. We want to remind you that you are not alone, and we are all in this together by letting you into real conversations with me, my awesome husband, Chance, and best friend, Isla. So whether you're on a run, listening at a coffee shop, or crying in your car, come pull up a chair to have a combo about real life because we're in this together. Hey yo, and welcome back to In This Together podcast. I have quite a handsome, handsome guest on today. It is my husband, Chance. Chance, say hey to everyone. Hey, everybody. We are so excited because we uh, put out a thing about questions on our In This Together podcast Instagram, and I had so many relationship questions. And more specifically, I had a lot of questions about baseball life. A lot of you guys, hey, if you're listening to this right now, actually have maybe boyfriends or fiancés or husbands that are in the baseball lifestyle. And I thought that was really cool. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that today. Um, Also, we have moved how many times in six months? Four. Four times in six months. So we're going to be talking, yeah, four. And so we're going to be talking kind of about how to transition as a newlywed couple and how to move as a newlywed couple or just a married couple in general. And so we're excited. So are you ready to talk today? I am ready. All right. And so for those of you that don't really know us, maybe this is like your first time listening. Um, so Chance plays professional baseball. Whoa! Whoa. Awesome. So amazing. Um, it has been a dream of his since he was a little boy. And so yeah. it's been the sweetest thing to get to chase after this dream together. And so that basically has looked at, we lived at home first, and then we lived in Tampa for a few months months. um, during the off season. And then we lived in uh, West Palm Beach for spring training. Mm -hmm. And then- And now we're here in Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. We were in New York this past week for Chance's series. And someone was like, where where are y'all, like, where are y'all living? And we were just, me and him just looked at each other. We both just started laughing. No one's asked us that question yet, and it's just like, oh, like we're from Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> we live in Wilmington, Delaware, which is quite the spot. And so, if you don't know how baseball kind of works, so we explain like how, like, because you got drafted to the Washington Nationals, and mm-hmm. then a lot of people are like, well, why don't you live in Washington D.C.? Well, you kind of explain mm-hmm. that. Oh well, yeah, it was funny. I got whenever I got drafted, I got a lot of like messages saying like, oh, you got to let me know when you're in D.C. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not going to be for a little while. Um, we would love so to be there soon. You're only in D.C. or like wherever any major league team is whenever you make it to the big leagues. Right now, I'm in the minor leagues. Um, so you get drafted and then you go to like either kind of like Florida-ish for spring training or you go to um, Arizona. Arizona for spring training. And then that's a uh, the league's called like the ACL out there. Mm-hmm. And then... I think it's called the GCL down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you either go to Arizona or to Florida for your spring training. And then um, if you don't make it like to any affiliate, then you would play like an extended ball mm-hmm. um, in those places. And then once you get shipped out, then you get shipped out to either low A, high A, double A, or triple A. Yeah. Um, so there's then, four levels before you get to like the big leagues. Well, technically five. Technically five. Yeah. Because you, mm-hmm. you got the FCL. Yeah. Like the FCL league. And then the mm-hmm. ACL league, yeah. And then low A, high A, double A, triple A, and yes. then the big leagues. So, yes. Yeah. So it's it can be a lot of steps. <laughs> yeah. And so he was at low A whenever he first got drafted. Yeah. So, so he, that got, was in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh huh. So then, yeah. So I got drafted and then played, and then I think I had like maybe 
three or four outings down in the FCL. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they shipped off, um, three of us pitchers to Fredericksburg um, yes. for like playoffs and whatnot for like the last month, month and a half, maybe, no, yeah. probably just the last month of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really fun. And was that was before we were married. Cause we didn't get married till October. Yeah. And uh -huh. so, and then whenever we did off season and basically you just train all during off season, it's kind of mm -hmm. crazy. They don't really talk to you much. Um, I'm kind of going to explain a little bit about like just the different places that we've been. Cause if I remember whenever chance is about to get drafted, I was looking for any information I could have on like what our lifestyle would and be like and chance to not have any a lot of the players like they just don't know because it's unless you really like know somebody who's already playing ball like it's so hard to kind of get this information and so i hope that this is helpful for whoever it is um, that maybe is about to be in this crazy lifestyle so and then basically so he was in fredericksburg and then basically all throughout off season so that's pretty much pretty much october to like February for us, March for some people. And that's basically where you have like almost like the team will maybe call you every once in a while, depending on your team. But like it is up to you to train, work your booty off and get ready for a new season. So that's mm -hmm. why his agent was basically like, okay, you guys can either live in West Palm or you can live in Tampa because those are the two training places we really want you to be at. And so you go to a training place, you play for it for your own, with your own money. You like it's nothing mm -hmm. from the, like with the team or associated with the team, and you just have the goal of really just getting better yeah, and yeah, getting yeah. better and working. Um, and so, I'm going to ask you a question before we even like talk about the rest. Um, what do you feel like during, and this could be for anybody, like if you have a husband who maybe he's in real estate right now, or maybe he's working really hard to get his master's or maybe a boyfriend or fiance or whatever, how do you feel like you were training so hard for something? Like what are ways that I really, like that you feel like I could have supported you better or ways that I did support you well? Uh, you supported me really well in making me meals mm -hmm. and making sure I was really well fed. Mm -hmm. um, ways that you could have supported me better um was how you said before we got to tampa you said that you were going to have the nice cold scented hand towels for me whenever i got done I working out that. um i never got those <laughs> well i'm glad that i messed up that my new little, um, uh, no i'm kidding but no you did great um you supported me super well in everything mm -hmm. um and I don't really think there was any ways that I could think of that she could have supported me any better. Oh, that's sweet. I appreciate that. And so now I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't just asking that question to be hyped up. I was genuinely she curious. Was. And she I feel like for you, it. like for, <laughs> for Chance, like obviously he's an athlete. So like how he eats and like just even like our one thing that was really hard was like meal time. Like I don't like eating at certain times. And for him, like we really had to eat before 730 and like, well, it's just nice things. to have like a more set schedule, yeah. not in season because uh -huh. now in season it's like you get back from your game, you're like your game finishes up at like 10 o'clock, then you're eating at like 10, like yeah, well, and the games go a little quicker now, mm -hmm. but like you're eating dinner now at like 10 o'clock, eating like some massive meal. And then like in season you, is crazy. And then like yeah. you just you just finished up the game and so you're not really tired. So then like then you come back home uh -huh. and then it's already like eleven o'clock. Yeah. And then if you're up for two hours already, then it's then it's one. And then you sleep in till ten. And you gotta be up at the field at like one thirty. Yeah. And it's just like the days just go and everything just starts blending together. So it's nice it's nice to have some sort of like more routine schedule yeah. in, the, in the off season uh -huh. as opposed to just eating whenever like I'll eat main like most of my lunches at like 
four thirty mm-hmm. before the game. Yeah. Starts. So the like in season is so like different. 10. Yeah. So and I, I honestly love that you point that out because I feel like too, I know that not everyone maybe has like maybe not everyone's an athlete or whatever. And, but you, you're, you and your marriage, like you're going to go through all these different seasons, you know, like maybe if your husband's an accountant, like I know that before like April, like he is grinding, like he's working hard, you know, like probably in the office Mm -hmm. so much or whatever it is, or maybe you're a husband and you're listening to this and your wife's a nurse. And maybe like, you know, during COVID time, I mean, she was probably Mm -hmm. so busy and just working so hard and thank you. Shout out to the nurses because of, we're so grateful for you. But I feel like the, your, seasons go through different things like obviously our marriage is going to go through different seasons because we're both going to go through different seasons and so we've both really gone through those together and we've gone through a lot of transitions together and I mean I think that the transition period is the hardest I feel like once now that we're in Delaware like we're fine but Uh I would say what is some advice that you would give um, to couples when they're kind of like going through different seasons or like how Mm. do you really maintain that love and like that joy um, and also just like, how do you really support each other during different transitions? Um, I would just say the biggest thing with transitions is you have to be patient. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> if you're not patient, then it's going to be, it's going to be a long transition period it is. with just moving, getting stuff from A to B, figuring <laughs> out how you're going to get to A to B. And then if you're annoyed at each other, then every little inconvenience is going to annoy you yes. at one another. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's just funny. So you have to you have to stay patient um, mm-hmm. with one another to not get annoyed um, and help the transition go smoothly. Unless you just want to be frustrated. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say patience is really big for transitions. Um, and knowing and then, that you're gonna have to have patience before you do is really helpful. Like yeah. I know that whenever like we were about to move and I we were like living in a hotel room together, and I I remember I memorized the verse um, that like to, I memorized the verse like before we were even going through like our move and our transition, and it was like be slow to speak, slow to like be, be oh, yeah, quick yeah. to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And I remember I can't remember exactly yeah, what it's from. I'll I'll link it in the show notes or put it in the show notes. But I feel like memorizing that verse before and knowing like, Hey, we're about to be in a transition season where we're about to move. Like for us, like we find out like one, like we kind of have an idea for maybe the week before, but then the day of, not even a week before, before, but like, like when, when I, when we were in January, we thought like I had, we had our apartment in Tampa until the last day of February because I was like, okay, spring training will start uh, at the beginning of March for me. And then they send me like a, like a message, like a week and a half before. And they're like, Hey, uh, we have y'all coming up for a strength camp on like between so-and-so days. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, so I, I gotta go. Um, and then whenever we were there, came back, then right after that, they were like, oh, and we actually need you back in four days because that's when your spring training starts and you're going to be down here in West Palm until yeah. season starts. And so, you know, usually spring training is only supposed to be about like March to April. And for me, it was a extra month without yeah. much, uh, 
without much heads up yeah. before. And then whenever we were moving to Delaware, they literally mm -hmm. told us on like, like they gave us basically our assignments on Thursday and then we lived Saturday. Saturday. So, yeah. and that's like where we could have gone to Fredericksburg, Virginia. We could have stayed there. I mean, you don't want to do mm -hmm. that, but you could have stayed there. You could have been in Delaware. You could have been in Pennsylvania or Rochester. I mean, like you have no idea where you're going to go. And so I feel like we kind of both, and even like preparing, but really the last transition we had before moving to Delaware, having that verse in my heart already, mm -hmm. like knowing like, okay, this is going to be a transition. And like, this is going to be something like we're going to be moving a lot. Like we're probably going to get on each other's nerves and like things aren't going to go our way. And like having that verse, like really helped me stay rooted. And so it helped me actually be patient. And I, cause, mm -hmm. and it's funny, like before, whenever we transitioned the time before, when we went from spring training, so that's West Palm to, or from Tampa to West Palm, whenever we first got to the hotel, I just like bawled my eyes out. You remember that? Whenever I got to the hotel, it was before I did my podcast with Sadie. And I was just like so overwhelmed and stressed. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, and I remember Sadie gave me really big good advice and you can listen to it back on that episode. But I remember asked her, I was like, how do you like do all the things you're doing? And you know, I'm like, I'm just so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. And she was like, right now, like she was like, we have like a word for it. It's like, we call it final season, you know, where it's like uh -huh. there, this, this is the time where it's just like, it's going to be crazy. And, but it's not going to stay like that. Like, for example, like mm -hmm. our first week in Delaware, it was crazy. We were moving. We were, I mean, everything that you could think of kind of went wrong and then also kind of went right. It was just a mess. And, um, so many blessings in the process, but, and then I remember like, I wasn't as stressed as I would have been probably because of the last transition. I realized like, okay, this isn't going to stay like this forever. Like the transition part is truly the hardest part and it's yeah. not going to stay like this forever. And the transitions kind of get easier and easier as you. Yeah, no, they really, I really believe that they do. You know, we're going to be expert movers <laughs> we by, are. The time, by the time my baseball career is over. Yeah. And so <laughs> we do kind of, so during off season, we had so much time together because you only had to train like, like once a day, which you still train for a few hours, but I mean, it was nothing like now. And yeah, then yeah, I was gone from like nine to one yeah that maybe? was or no, yeah see, i was going from like no you're going to like 9 30 to one yeah and so now you're pretty much gone all day long yeah, after 12. yeah now and, i'm gone from like well today i'm leaving at like 12 30. yeah so yeah so today i'll be gone from like 12 30 till about 10 till about 10 10 30. yeah and then of course like you don't go to bed till late so it's kind of like you don't really want to wake up super super early because mm -hmm. you have to have energy and all this kind of stuff so our time together is very limited and then i've also been traveling i've traveled every week this mm -hmm. past week or past few weeks three weeks mm -hmm. um one of them was traveling with you which was awesome but um i've been traveling a ton as well and so a lot of the questions was like how do you like make time for each other how do you guys stay connecting it's connected even though you have like very demanding schedules and before like because we do and mm -hmm. um before i even answer that one thing that i've actually realized um through the past like few months especially when we were west palm um was that like this is next week is kind of my last um travel trip for a while because i realized that like okay like we came to a point where i traveled like every single week do you remember that mm -hmm. and we both just kind of sat down we were like okay we are not feeling like connected like i don't feel connected like this is not good for our marriage for me to be traveling every single week so we kind of have like started limiting it to like two or maybe three times a month um, that I'm gone. And I feel like that's really important is like, I know that for me, it said meant saying no to like mm -hmm. opportunities that were so awesome and incredible. But I knew know that like my marriage is my first priority, that mm -hmm. chance is my first priority. So I would like really 
welcome before, like, before we even talk about like advice for demanding schedules, like what, is there something that's really hindering y'all in your yeah. marriage and that like you guys can take away because that is so important if you could start there first. Mm -hmm. And so now that we've kind of gotten that, how do we actually make time to connect? I would love to hear. Um, I mean, I think it's just like with spending quality time with one another, you know, I mean, uh, you, I mean, you'll wake up some mornings before me, most mm -hmm. mornings before me, um, and kind of do your thing. But then before I'm going to the field, you know, I'm sitting up here at the, at the bar stools that we're at right now, talking to Maya, she's making me some breakfast maybe, or maybe mm -hmm. I'm making myself breakfast and Maya's over here working. And I think it's just also, I mean, it's close proximity. It's a one bedroom. <laughs> It's a one bedroom apartment. You uh, can't really get too far away from one another in here. Uh -huh. um, and so, yes, yeah, so I just think it's just kind of spending that quality time with one another um, and just conversing with one another before going to the field. Mm -hmm. And then Maya has been a trooper and she likes, she's now turning into a little nine owl staying up late um, and staying up with me and talking and whatnot mm -hmm. um, after I get home from baseball, which I mean, it really isn't too late. It's like, 1030. Yeah. I so. would love to be asleep by 1030. So that's like, and I think that's a big thing that I've seen, um, is that I like, I love to wake up super early. Like I was even telling him this morning, like, I was like, I want to be waking up earlier, but I know that I really want to spend, like, I know that he's my main priority. And so like, if it means me staying up a little bit later and then not being able to have like my super early mornings, um, then it's worth it. And so that's like a big part about marriage is like that mm -hmm. sacrifice, yeah. I would say. It's kind of the give and take, you know, I yeah. mean, when. And realizing it's not always going to be like this, well, like, yeah, you know. When we were in the off season, we were getting up early. Yeah. We were in the off season, we were up before nine o'clock every mm -hmm. day, pretty much. Yeah, no, that's so true. And mm -hmm. so, um, and then, yeah, I would say definitely just like carving out that time. Like for me in the mornings, I know that that's when he's here. So I have been like moving a lot of my meetings around to like not meet or like not film a podcast in the morning because I know that like he has that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's like really important with if you know that your husband's going to be there until 9 a.m. and then he has to leave for work or maybe you have to leave for work. Like but maybe it's like you guys going for a walk or just like simply eating mm -hmm. breakfast together and like yeah. being able to spend that time because days can get so busy where, and this is, this happened to us like in the beginning of our marriage where I was like, I would plan my whole day and then I would come, you know, mm -hmm. think about you. And I think that that is something that really changed my mind was like, okay, I'm not going to plan my whole days or my whole weeks without chance because, and that's a hard adjustment, you know, yeah. like I'm sure you feel that too. Like it's like, it's a hard adjustment. Okay. And so we do spend a lot of time together. I mean, well, we did spend a lot of time together, I would say the off season, but then like here, I don't really have any girlfriends yet. Mm -hmm. And so I spend a lot of my time with my sweet husband. And, um, I would say one of the questions I got was talking about how they're about to be newlyweds and they've been long distance and we were long distance mm -hmm. before. And they were talking about how like they've been long distance and they're kind of nervous to spend all that time together. And, um, I would, love to hear your advice on like just how that transition went to like spending a lot of time together and also and then I'll ask you another question um that. I was really excited to spend a lot of time with you because uh -huh. you know I mean we've been long distance for pretty much the whole majority of our relationship especially after COVID and then the stint right before we got married was when after, I mean what I didn't see you after I got drafted right nope no you came no you I came, came to West Palm once mm -hmm. So from the time of July, when I got drafted, like mid-July through the beginning of October, I only saw her once. Um, 
And so that was like a long time to not see, you know, your fiance right before you're about to get married. Um, and yeah, spend every waking moment of the day pretty much with the, with one another, especially in the off season. Like, I mean, I was only gone for three hours a day. And other than that, she was working out of the, uh, out of the apartment that we had. So it was like, whenever I wasn't working out, I was home spending time with you. Um, <clears throat> and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, um, the transition was great. Like I was talking about it with my brother on the, um, podcast too, you know, it's like, like I talk a lot and she can talk a lot. And I thought that, you know, it was going to be like, Oh, we're like talking all the time. Like always talking, always talking. And we do talk a lot to one another, but like, it's also nice. Like we've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, like she can just be sitting up here working and I can just be sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. not really doing a whole lot. Yeah. And just like feel close because like we're in the same room and it's just like spending that quality time with your person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like you don't really always have to be talking with them to like, like, you know, it's like yeah. it's like you get past that. It's like once like whenever you're just being friends with somebody, mm-hmm. it's like you can't really have the awkward silence. Yeah. You know? But then it's like once you get to be good friends with somebody, then you can have the awkward, like the awkward silence is no longer awkward. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm interrupting the podcast really quick because I have something really cool to tell you about. I'm actually partnering with Sean Braun and he is the author of this book, Go and Tell. And I've gotten it and I've absolutely loved reading it because it shares these stories of heroes throughout the centuries who carried the gospel baton with boldness and pass it on to the next generation. And that is what we're trying to do here at MM Designs. We are trying to create more baton passers, more baton holders that will go and share the gospel. And do you know that research shows that actually six out of 10 believers don't feel comfortable sharing their faith. And that's why Sean Braun has this book because it gives you practical tips for overcoming hesitancy and common excuses for not sharing the gospel. I really enjoyed reading it and it's just been so great for me. And I think it'd be also a really cool opportunity if you're maybe with a Bible study group and you wanted to do it together with them, you can grab the book on Amazon. And then if you want to, we would love for you to share it to at Ignite Europe on Instagram because we would love to hear your stories. I hope this encourages you to go and tell. I don't even know how many hours a day that, you know, that you get to spend with one another, but then it's like, you know, every, every so often they'll do something. And that's the same thing. I mean, if you think about it, like with friends and if you think about it, oh with, like, my goodness. Family, think like, of, well, think about it. You're like freshman or like, <laughs> I like whenever you have roommates, maybe not like housemates, but yeah. roommates think about like when like they could be your best friends, mm-hmm. but then you have to share one room with them every day like i remember my freshman year of college me and kamar uh he's one of my best friends we were roommates and it was literally just like two beds in a room and we had four out of the five same classes with one another and then we went to baseball with one another study hall with one another and then we would come home and be in the same room with one another and for like the first three months we're like oh this is so great this is awesome and then I remember the point after Thanksgiving, like the point between Thanksgiving and Christmas break, um, we were just getting so annoyed with one another. Just like we'd come home at different times and just throw stuff around the room because we'd be so annoyed at one another. And then you wouldn't, I wouldn't clean my mess up because I'd be like, oh, he wants to make a mess. I'll make a mess. And he'd be like, oh, he wants to make a mess. I'll make a mess. And then our, oh, room, gosh. our room was just a disaster. But it's just, it, it just goes to show it's like. And who's still one of your best friends now? Come on. Exactly. And you know? Yeah. It's just, it, it's just as you get to spend more time with somebody, then mm-hmm. annoyances will like begin to rise. And, you know, it's nothing like that's abnormal or weird or it's yeah. like you kind of start to get 
like these little annoyances, little more with like your boyfriend or girlfriend, the more mm-hmm. you spend time with one another, your fiance or your wife or your husband, it's like, it's nothing to worry about. Yeah. And everybody like it happens to everybody. You're not the only ones like dealing with these little annoyances. I have, a, I have a good question because I feel like so many people <laughs> kind of like maybe whenever they start to get annoyed, maybe it's like in marriage or, or not even marriage more. This isn't even for marriage. This question's more for people who are like dating or like um, kind of uh-huh. like dating. And cause I had a girl and I was talking to her actually yesterday at the, in Oklahoma, shout out to uh, awesome girl. And she was just talking about how like engagement, like I, they felt like they had so many more annoyances. Like she was like, how, like, she was like, I know that like, this is the love of my life. It's just like a really hard season for us I right now. Yeah, we, engagement, a hundred percent. And that's what I kind of comforted her. No, I kind of, <laughs> I comforted her. I was like, honestly, engagement time was a time where Chance and I really like, that's the most annoyed we'd ever been at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically my question for that is like, we were so annoyed with each other, truthfully. But like we knew that there was no like that like I had no well, doubt. Our of like, engagement wasn't all annoyance. No, yeah, but it but there was just, just a, more, more than normal. Yeah. And so, how would you kind of say like, for example, like we we were annoyed at each other, but we weren't like okay, like this engagement needs to break off, you know, like you know what I mean? Like I that never came through my head. Well, because <laughs> you had to also like pick and choose the annoyance battles that you wanted to fight. Yeah, you know, but like, how does somebody know during that like stay or maybe they're dating and they're like, okay, I'm starting to get annoyed with so so, but like how do you know that like these annoyances aren't like just like deal breakers kind of for it, so to speak. And then like for like engagement, you know, like these annoyances, I feel yeah, like I, I have a kind of a good like, way. I don't know if this, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you just have to like love them like more than like they annoy you, you know, not like, like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like yeah. that, I feel like the annoyances show you how much that you love them because yeah, like for uh-huh. me, like, which I agree with what you just said, because for example, like for me in engagement, like whenever we were arguing and stuff, like there was never like a point, And this is what I think is so important. It was like, there was never a point of like, should I not be in this marriage anymore? Or should yeah, I not be in no. this engagement? It was like, it was like, I will, I was willing to trudge through the absolute mud. Like I was mm-hmm. willing to go through an earthquake or whatever. She's making a disaster. No, I know. But what I'm, no, what I'm saying is like, I would be willing to, to go through anything and like to marry this man because yeah. like, I loved him so much. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like with dating and stuff like that, it's like, it, dating's also very different because like you're not and also engagement because like you're not one yet so this is for more for like that that but for dating too it's like what exactly like for for example like my past relationship like my annoyances were because like our like i wanted to follow god with all my heart and like he didn't so like that was annoyances that were very big and that's not annoyances like those are problems you mm-hmm. know those are issues those are things that need to be addressed and so yeah. i think that there's a difference between like someone kind of getting on your nerves and then they're actually being like a problem yeah. in the relationship and i feel like that is when you kind of have to like look back and be like okay what are my annoyances from like is it just because like maybe is it, yeah is it because she's not a good texter or yeah is it because like she's not a believer yeah you know, like is like, it because she's it not because, following the lord is yeah. it because and i feel like that's where mm-hmm. it's really important to identify like is this an annoyance or is this like an actual like problem yeah, you know like and good. so um now kind of so to speak i would love if you kind of talk to like how do we deal with annoyances in our marriage and then how do we deal with like problems in our marriage because there are some like i mean we haven't really had many problems yet because we're six months in but like how would you say that um we do kind of handle those two I feel like annoyances are kind of like a little more lighthearted. Yeah, they are. And the problems are like a little more serious. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like they're still kind of like dealt with in the same way, but it's just like maybe like the conversations are a little more serious. And yeah. So like lighthearted. 
I have a good example because so I feel like there's sometimes like basically with like annoyances where it's like you kind of laugh you're kind of like goodness like would you stop like Mm -hmm. leaving the whatever like would you stop leaving the trash can for I don't know you know like it's kind of like that leaving the dishwasher, the dishwasher full yeah dishwasher open chance always leaves the dishwasher open I leave the dishwasher open so that way I don't forget to run it <laughs> and then I just whack my feet on it every single day so um and then but then there's like problems and I would say like I feel like those are the ones like where sick maybe like annoyances you're kind of like oh I'm sorry you know like I'll do mm -hmm. better but then problems usually like it's like okay like we're the, this is something that like we need to work through because it's starting to make me feel like maybe you don't love me or maybe I'm not special, you know, mm -hmm. like annoyances, like they don't really, it's just kind of something that gets on your nerves. It's not yeah. really something that maybe makes you kind of like start to harbor feelings in your marriage. And mm -hmm. I think that is when it's something's become a problem, you know, yeah. of like, okay, like I'm starting to harbor feelings. Like for example, Chance accidentally forgot to clean the house yesterday and take out my packages. And like for that, like it wasn't like, that wasn't like an annoyance. Like it was like, honestly, really our first, like <laughs> it was our first like really problem, you know? And that required us like him coming home, like us having a conversation and like him apologizing and, you know, like us like actually talking about it because of, for me, like it hurt my feelings. And I know that there's things that I've done before, like even just like when I was traveling too much, you know, and mm -hmm. then like wasn't really able to be there, be there for chance that like started to make, you know, him feel like I wasn't really there for him, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I wasn't like making him a priority in my life. And that required a conversation. And yeah. I think that probably the best thing you could do is like, it could have been so easy for me to go to bed last night and like harbor that frustration, which I kind of wanted to, but instead tried I to. tried to, but <laughs> I kind of tried to. She, she just rolled over. I was like, you're just gonna roll over and go to bed. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> And so, I was like, okay, that's great. Yeah. And so then we had like, I was like, okay, like, and then we actually ended up having like a conversation. And so mm -hmm. I would say like sweeping things under the rug, like with annoyances, like there's things and it's like, it's, it, you might just not need to talk about it all the uh -huh. time and all the annoyances and everything, but like problems, like don't let problems under yeah, the rug. Yeah, don't let problems like linger. Yeah, exactly. And if it's like a consistent annoyance, like then like obviously feel free to say something about it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like he knows the dishwasher, mm. you know, like that's just something he knows now. And so he doesn't do it. <laughs> it keeps our lives and us happy and us. Well, our marriage I still healthy. do it. I just do it for a shorter time <laughs> where she doesn't notice. Yes. And so, um, I would say, do you have any last tips on annoyance and problems and just how um, through it as a marriage? Just keep it lighthearted. I would mm -hmm. say because everybody's going through like little annoyances, like mm -hmm. just because you start to get a little annoyed with one another, like a little bit more. Mm -hmm. That's not the end all. It's not like, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. like we got to get things back on the right track. Like mm -hmm. if anything, I would say if you're getting like kind of slightly annoyed with each other a little bit, like mm -hmm. then it's almost like a good thing because it's like, man, I'm spending so much time with this person Yeah. that this little tiny thing that doesn't matter is getting on my nerves. Um, That's such a great light to put it in. Sometimes it's like, sometimes I like to think about the things that annoy me and I'm like, this is, if this is all that annoys me about chance, I mean, truly yeah. that problem is like those two problems are probably the only ones we've really had in six months. And it's mm -hmm. not like it was horrible. And it's like, if these are the things that really annoy me about chance, like I thank God, you know, and I think yeah. sometimes in marriage we can get so hard on our person. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, just like, well, I think you can also just get super hard on the relationship as well. Yeah, I just think it's true. like, like, Oh gosh, mm -hmm. like we're starting to argue. Yeah. It's like, that's not like that big of a deal. Like if you handle conflict well, yeah, and, like you good. argue that's well cute. and like, mm -hmm. instead of just like, you know, maybe if, 
he or she is just like in the argument, just like blows up and hangs up and like, or like blows up and doesn't want to talk about it anymore, like never apologizes, then like, yeah, that that might be a red flag. But yeah. like, just because more arguments are arising, if you handle it well, yeah, and like handle conflict and handle the argument well, then it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's something that we've seen in our marriage is just like we handle conflict very well mm-hmm. to where like these little annoyances or problems that we have are just like they're nothing but a thing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I feel and like so, yeah. I'm thankful for our engagement season where we did argue more because in dating, we really didn't argue hardly at all. And I would say, I mean, right? What did you say? And I would say yeah. engagement. Well, I mean, we argue a little bit, obviously, as a normal dating couple would. And then, but I feel like engagement, like we really, that's when we really started arguing. And I'm honestly so thankful well, for that. Well, we just really argued about like wedding, wedding stuff. stuff. Yeah. Which, and is, was, which, which is looking back now, fun. hindsight is so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. And um, I think that one thing I am like thankful and this is something that Isla would tell me and she was like your marriage is going to be like so much like stronger for this mm-hmm. and I really have seen like because we learned I'm so thankful that we learned how to like argue well yeah, in that season <laughs> yeah <laughs> in that season and then now we have gotten like to really like have that and like mm-hmm. have that skill and so maybe you're well, someone we right now read a book. what book did we was it single dating engaged married that helped us with like, Ten Commandments of Marriage is really good too. Ten Commandments of Marriage. Yeah, well, let's do let's yeah. do it real quick before we end off. Let's do um like a little bit of let's give our resources. <laughs> Ten, Ten Commandments of Marriage. That's we read, what, yeah. Uh, like for premarital counseling, that's mm-hmm. really good. So um, good. When we first started dating, it was like a lot of talk about like how to handle conflict that we really liked. Wasn't that from Single Dating Engaged yeah. Marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Single Dating Engaged Married is also just a great book. I recommend that to everybody. Oh, even if you're <clears throat> even if you're not dating or engaged or married, mm-hmm. you can still like you don't have to just read the section that you're in. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like <clears throat> I think it's just like a great book that prepares you super well. You know, I mean like when me and Maya were dating, we still read like through the singleness part because Mm -hmm. you know even in marriage you are still your own person like you're Mm -hmm. not like i'm not completely dependent upon maya and she's Mm -hmm. not completely dependent on upon me like you're still your own person you still have your own relationship with god like Mm -hmm. like you know like sure there's gonna be like some give and take times but you are still like your own person and it's important to know how to like handle yourself within Mm -hmm. within a relationship um how and would then you say further on down the road it just sets you up super well like yeah. with knowing things about like these next stages that mm-hmm. you may not necessarily know and i think it'll also reveal <clears throat> like for like if say i was reading that with somebody else you know like i think things would have been really evident that they maybe if it was yeah. like not a good relationship that it wasn't for me and that it mm-hmm. wasn't from the lord so i feel like it's just a really good very biblical book on like yeah. how relationships should be. And one thing I was going to kind of, I guess I'll end the question on this, um, but, or in the podcast on this, but mm-hmm. one of the questions and like that we were getting in like a lot of topics that a lot of people ask about is like, how do you be in marriage, like have your own spiritual life, but mm-hmm. also be like, obviously like, like spiritually together, together you know? Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of, um, navigate that? Um, I think it's just like doing things together and doing things on your own. I think yeah. it's like that simple. I don't like you get I, into a problem when you're only doing things together, together. when you're only yeah. like reading about the Lord together or whenever you're because then it's not like a faith that you're really practicing on your mm-hmm. own as well. You know, like there's things that like the Lord's trying to do in my like well our lives, you know, but like that he's yeah. trying to do in with me and that I need to be like obedient mm-hmm. to and listening to. And if I'm only lo- like reading whenever I'm with chance mm-hmm. and I'm only 
like doing that and like my faith becomes because what happens is then my faith becomes so dependent on chance yeah. and it's not my own faith and well, so and i think another good thing too is like encouraging them to like encouraging them to read you know or like yeah. encouraging them to do like to do their relationship with god like without them kind yeah. of like you know like there'll be some days whenever i'm just doing a whole lot of nothing and i was like well, you should read mm-hmm. and you know it's like she's not saying like oh like let's like let me come sit down over there and open up my bible and let's read together yeah you know she's she's telling me like maybe you should read you yeah. know and like me have that time and relationship with god mm-hmm. like without her you know and uh, and you know we do still like you know uh but you know like we do like watch stuff together listen to stuff together mm-hmm. um pray together before meals, pray together before bed, you know, and, like, I think that's how you kind of... That's been a beautiful habit, yeah. too. And I think that's kind of how you, like, have that relationship, like, together spiritually, but yeah. then, like, it's also important to have the relationship, like, separately yeah. with God. I think that's been um, just something super beautiful. I didn't really pray before meals. I mean, before I start, like, got married, and, like, we would do it whenever we were dating mm-hmm. and whenever we were, like, engaged and all. But I never really did it like with other people or I don't know why, but now that we've like spent so much time together and I mean like almost every meal mm-hmm. we have like a lot of times is together and we pray before every meal and um, like before we go to bed or like when we wake up and but really before every meal has been such a sweet thing that like even whenever I'm alone with people, you know, like it's something mm-hmm. that like I've started doing or like just by myself, like I'll pray and I think that's been a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, and for people, it's like, you're not just praying like over your meal, like if, cause maybe you've never prayed over your meal before. And if that's you, I totally understand that there's some families that have never done that or just people who have never done that for, it's also just a time just to like, it's kind of like a reminder cause you have to eat, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to eat meals. And it's just kind of like this reminder of like, not only praying over your meal and asking the Lord to like nourish it to your body, but also just like give that time to the Lord and be like, just pray over like whatever it is that day and just talk to him, you know, it kind of yeah. becomes like a, like a, just a, a meeting time with God. And mm-hmm. I think that's really beautiful. And so I'm very thankful for chance for really honestly showing me that. Cause I never did that before you. And, um, mm-hmm. that was something that he really beautifully showed me. And so, yeah, I feel like that is, we kind of covered a lot of topics on transition, marriage, relationship, um, annoyances, problems, all the things. Um, and all the fun stuff, all the fun stuff. We hope that this helped you. If you're dating somebody, if you are engaged to somebody, if you're married to someone, um, we hope that this just helped you maybe decide to, um, or even if you're single and looking, yeah. And if you're single and looking, forgot about, Oh my goodness. Yes. Cannot forget my single ladies. Um, I hope that this just helped you just learn a little bit more about relationships and just also helped you in the future or in whatever relationship you are in right now, because we love you and we are so thankful to be in this together with y'all. Yes, we are. We love y'all. Bye.